Welcome to the Equip Podcast by Rise Ministries. I'm Pam Keneally, co-founder, and Kim Heineke is with me. Kim and I are both former single moms, and we love recording these podcasts and sharing some of our experiences and our wisdom with you. You know, in our time together today, we're exploring a topic that we're all going to need for a lifetime, and that is knowing God's will and discerning His best design for us as we navigate through problems and seek His direction as to what we should do. Sometimes life can just catch us so off guard that we barely know our name, much less which way to go. Likely today, you're a single mom or you're swallowed up in so much emotional stress and you don't know up from down, you can't make a decision, or maybe you're so worried about your kids, you just don't know what to do. And uh, you truly maybe today need a few words of sound counsel. Or maybe you're listening because you're in a crisis of faith or a crisis of belief or a crisis of circumstances. We, Kim and I know those crisis situations. <laughs> you're topsy-turvy and hopes that someone will come alongside and walk with you a little and give you some guidance and hold your hand. Well, today we want to be that hand of insight and hope and uh, because, well, I think Kim and I will share we've been there. So welcome to our podcast today. So Kim, starting out, we have some moms that are listening to this that are um, brand new single moms and don't know what to do. Their world's upside down or they're emotionally strung out um, or maybe they, uh, they're worried about their kids. And so they just are needing to know God's will and what to do. There's decisions to make. And what does it mean? Let's just define it first. What does it mean to discern God's will? Uh, let's just talk about that first. Yeah, you know, I think that's a good place to start because, honestly, it sounds like a churchy kind of phrase. It does. Discerning God's will. Yeah, doesn't that sound churchy? If you grew up in the church, you probably heard that. I but know. if you if, if you are somebody who didn't grow up in the church, you, you're like, discerning God's will, what does that even mean? That's too holy for me. Really, what discerning God's will means is that you're in a place where you say, I just want to do the next right thing that God has for me. I want to know His heart and I want to do that in my own life. It doesn't, I mean, it sounds overwhelming and it sounds like a big phrase, but really it's just a posture of your heart that says, I want to know what God's best is for me. I want to make that reality in my own world. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you know what, thinking about that also, I want to say this about knowing his will, and I don't know what else to call it without it sounding churchy, except to say um, this fact about it when we think about God's will, as I can't help but think that about that movie growing up, I've watched Twilight Zone. I know it's right. You know, and it's you know, da, 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 da. it's just psychological thriller, and you didn't know how it was going to end. You know, and it's so suspenseful, and that's the way we feel about God's knowing God's will. We don't know how it's going to end. It's suspenseful right. and it's hard to find. But God's word says that it's not hard to find. He wants us to know His will. He wants He He wants us to know it. And so, Kim, if He wants us to know it, then it can't be hard to find because. Right. I wouldn't be able to find it. Right. <laughs> you know, but I love it because James says uh, in the Bible, he says he gives generously to those who ask. So, you know, we can ask, and the Bible says we have the mind of Christ if we've received him. So knowing his will today, I'm telling you, single mom, if you don't know what to do, you will soon as you mm-hmm. draw to him and because you've been given the mind of Christ, and it's not hard to find. So hopefully we're going to give you some direction today. Kim, um, can you tell me a time in your life as a former single mom or some time in your life emotionally or with kids or something when you desperately needed to know God's will to know what to do next to make sure you were on the right path? Yeah, you know, a few things come to mind just over the course of my life. When I initially became a single mother, I lived in a city 
where I did not have any family. And it was just me and the boys and my parents lived, you know, far away and and their dad had moved far away and I did not know what to do. And I remember really struggling with, should I move closer to my family? Should I stay here? And, and really just having to seek the Lord to say, like, if I'm supposed to move, tell me. You know, like, we beg him and we want him to tell us exactly what mm-hmm. to do. But, you know, there is a situation, you know, even more recently in the last four or five years, I've had um, teenagers and we've gone through, you know, just bumpy periods of life where it's just maybe some normal teenage behavior. And I just really struggled with how do I handle this? Like, what is God's will for me as a mom to to walk through some life circumstances with kids. So really, if, if you are in tune, I mean, if you're thinking about it at all, there's just not a day goes by that I don't think I need to know God's will in this. Mm-hmm. I need him to direct my steps and tell me the very next thing to do. Mm-hmm. I get that. You know, I'm thinking of our brand new single moms that are listening today, and I reflect back on me as a brand new single mom. And Kim, I just wanted to pack up and move. Right. I was like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm just going to pack up and move. And I just could not, in my mind, get out of there fast enough. And, of course, you know, um, I prayed and, you know, prayed. Just I was so clogged up. I didn't even know if I could hear God's will, but God even can work through our cloggy, mm-hmm. cloggy, clogged up minds. And something just came into me and just was like, you don't need to do that now. You just need right. to settle it out. So I just think back, you know, your desperate desperateness for God's will and he even spoke through my murkiness and was able to get through to me. And I know he wants to do that for us. Yes. But, you know, today, so what I want to do is I want to talk about three markers that help us, that help indicate and confirm as well that we're doing the right thing, little pathways that we can do to just to open the avenue for God to be able to show us his will. And, and But before we do, I just want to talk just a minute because the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is so much a part of that knowing his will that Kim just... If you just tell our listeners or just refresh our all of our minds again, the importance of the Holy Spirit, who He is, and how He works in all this, so we can keep Him in, uh, in mind as we talk about these three markers. So who, who who would you say maybe you think about the Holy Spirit and, and who He is or, you know. Um, right. So He's just, you know, the third person of the Trinity, and, and what how does He, like, talk to us? You just have to be sensitive to you him. Do, you do have to be. And I, I tell you, you learn to hear the Holy Spirit when you are pressing into knowing God. Mm-hmm. The more, it's just like, it's just like we are with our kids. Like my kids know how I'm going to respond to something really before they ask because they know me. They've, they've lived with me. They've done life with me. I've cared for them. I've provided for them. So they know how I'm going to they know whenever I give them an answer, sometimes before mm-hmm. I even yes. say it. The yes. Holy Spirit is the same way. The more we know the heart of God, the more we can discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of ridiculous to expect that you are going to hear from the Holy Spirit if you are not if you are not pursuing a relationship with God. If you don't know him, how would you know his voice? Yes. I do love that. Mm-hmm. I love that, you know. And, you know, also I just think I always thought the Holy Spirit, all he, did, all he would do was he would inspire us. But, you know, he goes beyond that. He illuminates. He just, it's like a flashlight. He just right. illuminates the truth all of a sudden out of right. nowhere. So as we talk about these three markers, I want you to turn your heart towards this illumination of this spotlight of the Holy Spirit and ask him to 
help you today, wherever you are, uh, and whatever whatever reason brought you to this podcast, um, I just want you to just ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate some truth to you and give you some direction today. So the first marker, Kim, is inner peace. It's just, it's how we know. Do I have peace about this? Right. Do inside, you know, sometimes we don't know what peace feels like, but we sure know what it what it feels like when we don't have it. Right. And we, we all know that. Yes. So, you know, you know, are you able to go to bed at night and rest? Are you up and fretting all night long? So we have to ask, do I have a peace about this? Sometimes in a crisis, not knowing what to do, we can say, do I have a peace about this? Mm-hmm. If we're walking with God, you know, um, Kim, likely in times, you know, when we're trying to make decisions and we don't have a peace and maybe we're upside down and there's a lack of calm in our heart concerning the decision and we still don't know what to do, what do we do if we're not sure if we have a peace or not? Well, I, you know, one thing that always comes to mind, just what you said, you you don't, you you know when there's a lack of peace, mm-hmm. and you can still have peace and still be a little bit, maybe nervous about something. I mean, I think that's fair to say. Like, there's decisions that I've had to face in life where I know it is God's will for me to go a certain way, yet I still feel like, you know, like doing it afraid if you have to. But you can you can say like, is there a check in my spirit? Is there that something? That little stir in you that says, "Wait a minute, red flag. This may not. It's not bringing me peace." Mm-hmm. And and you ask for confirmation. You just ask the Lord, like you know, Father, what I'm feeling right now feels very unsettling, and so I'm asking you to show me. Is is this? Is this your voice leading me here, or is this is this something different? But and I do believe that just. Scripture is true. Like when we ask him, he does tell us. Mm-hmm. He does reveal that. He does give us wisdom. So that first initial little check in your spirit, you should always listen to that. Mm-hmm. Like always listen to that. Yes, <laughs> yes. I've gotten in many situations that's a terrible thing where I think, oh, yeah. if I had just listened to that little check in my spirit, I, I would know. I know. How many times have I prayed, even recently, <laughs> where I felt the spirit say, Pam, don't say that. Right. Pam, don't say that. And guess what? I did. I know. And then afterwards, I was like, oh. I, I knew I wasn't supposed to say can that. Can I take that back? Or, <laughs> oh, I just, I just, oh, Kim, I need to be better at that. Oh, we're all human. Oh, we're dear all Jesus, human. help me. But you know what? <laughs> Something else that I, an avenue that feels kind of like weird or suspenseful a little bit is to ask God for confirmation. Now, that's yes. kind of, on. that's kind of like going way out there. But like if you're really praying whether you should move and you're really praying what to do with the kids and you think that your child should go to this school or you think this, right. this, or this, just say, God, this is what I feel. So I'm just going to ask you to confirm it. Would you have somebody call me and say they've been thinking about me? Would you have me read something in your word that confirms what I'm feeling? Would you speak to my heart? Ask for confirmation. Yeah. And when I get confirmation on stuff, I'm always so excited because I know this stuff is real and it came out of nowhere and it empowers me to just continue this walk of faith. So, and, and but I want to say something to that because I've I have done that in the in the I absolutely believe that's true. Mm-hmm. I have also done that in a very testing kind of way that can be um, dangerous. Not, dangerous. Yes. Yeah, I don't know the word for that. Mm-hmm. But I've also said I've also like set God up. Like, okay, now if you want this to happen, then this, this, and this will happen. Throw out a fleece for Throw me. Throw out a fleece. No, no. <laughs> and sometimes. Sometimes the voice, the, the, that discerning his voice, his voice says, just trust me and don't do this or do this, you know. But yes, because that confirmation, I guess I should say, 
can just come in peace. Yes, it can. And you also have to be careful that, I mean, you're going to, you're going to do what you're hoping to hear. And so yes. you got to be careful. You got to let it go and be neutral. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear this. Okay. She mentioned the word school. So that must mean this, you know, so you just, it is deeper than we think, but I know that's, we that's are all what, a mess. We're a mess. We are a mess. But you know, something else is God has given all of us that inward moral code when we're born and to know right from wrong. And one of the Holy Spirit's primary tools to us in communicating with us is our conscience. And so um, sometimes our conscience will tell us what to do. We know in our conscience if we can. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm 16, I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my conscience instructs mm-hmm. me. I keep the Lord in mind always because he is in my, at my right hand. I will not be shaken. That's good. So the conscience is just that, I don't know, it's that megaphone in the mm-hmm. hand of God, an instant warning device. Um, so, so sometimes you just have to check your conscience, and your conscience is like... I mean, you can't, I know when I have violated my conscience, I know when I have. I mean, we know. Then it's bad. We we know when that happens. But I do love that scripture, like, even at night, my conscience instructs me. Mm -hmm. There, you, I mean, what woman has not woken up in the middle of the night, and you're just all wound up about a decision that you're trying to make, and I just feel like at night, my brain is trying to sort it out, and maybe that is, maybe that is God just, like, working on me even yes. even when I sleep to say you know have you thought about this or have you mm-hmm. thought about this or this is not what I have for you you know that really unsettling feeling it's terrible it's but it's and that's just as real but the peace that he brings mm-hmm. when you are listening to his voice is even greater it is and mom I want to encourage you to um, take heart that God does not sleep or slumber that when you're sleeping, he hovers over you. He hovers over you when your heart's yielded to him. And he will lead you and he will guide you mm-hmm. and you can rest. If what, even if you don't know your own conscience, he knows it. And so I just want to calm your heart today that you are going to be okay and you're not out on a limb. And uh, God is with you. I just wanted to say that. So, so the first one is inner peace. And uh, the second one, Kim, that's a marker for us is the Word of God. Yeah. That living Word, that written letter from God to tell us, instruct us in life what to do and what not to do. And, you know, Kim, how do how does um, this mom listening, how does she stabilize the Word of God in the center of her crisis? You know, how does she stabilize that Word of God yeah. in, in the center when she's upside down and she's putting potholders in the oven, not realizing she's just doing crazy stuff because she's so upside down. How does she stabilize the word of God? That sounds pretty hard. Uh, well, it, it sounds hard, but it isn't. I, I do want to share a scripture. Second Timothy three fifteen through 17 says that the word of God is useful for teaching and for showing people what is wrong in their lives. It's useful for correcting faults and teaching the right way to live. So it sounds so simple and it is, but it's important. When we are in crisis, even when we're not in crisis, the Word of God has to be center in our lives. I can remember being in real, like, I'm an emotional wreck. I do not know what to do. I'm kind of at the end of my rope, teetering on a breakdown feeling. And there would be days that I would just get the Bible and I would just sit and read it out loud and let the Spirit of God teach me and let the Spirit of God give me peace and, and you know, heal some broken places John 16, 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into the full truth. 
there are times when you don't know what to do, but God's word is useful for all of these things. And if you're in that season where you think, I am losing it, I just, I mean, do something as simple as quiet your mind and sit down with the word of God and just read it out loud. I mean, I used to walk around my house. This is just when I was with my boys. I would walk around my house and I would read God's word out loud and I would walk through every every bedroom and sometimes, you know, maybe I was reading stuff that, I mean, who knows what kind of story from the Bible I was reading. I was just proclaiming God's word as true throughout my home. So when you're worried about something, when you're trying to discern God's voice, read his word. There, that that is the window to his heart. Like that is his word, his truth for us. That's I how we know that. his voice because we we listen to his voice. That's awesome. I love that. And you're not weird walking around the house reading the word of God out loud. That is awesome. <laughs> right. But I, I do want to say this, that the Bible says faith comes by hearing. Yes. You're a single mom. There's nobody, there's not a spouse there to read to you or talk to you or, you know, who are you going to, who, where are you going to hear the word of God if you don't say it out loud yourself? So say it out loud because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So speak it out loud because your your ears need to hear it and you can voice it and you can interject the power of God's truth right there in that moment as you're walking around with your Bible, Kim, in the middle of your living room, reading the word of God out loud, something happens, something miraculous happens when you do that. And I'm going to say this, like, honestly, it probably does feel hokey the first times that you do it. But before I ever do that, I, I do, I just say out loud, like, Lord, I'm going to proclaim your word. And would you just, will you do your work in me? Would mm-hmm. you do your work in this home? I invite you. I invite the power of the Holy Spirit to to fill our home, yes. to change me as I read these words. Yes. And so it's not like some, like, it's not like a magic potion. It's, again, it's just a posture of your heart that says, I desire to know your word. I desire to have peace. And I'm going to read this, and I'm asking you to do the supernatural work in me. I love that, and I love the fact that let this be a comfort to you because it continues to be a comfort to me today when I face things that are just horrifying in my (laughs) eyes, and I'm so helpless to fix it, and I'm just left there to just deal with it. That God, moms, listen, God has always known you would be at this place. He has always known, and therefore he knows where he's taking you, and you can rest in that. You can rest, just keep your eyes on him. I love the story in Second Chronicles of Jehoshaphat. He was a man of God, and he was going up against a great army, and they, trust me, they were going to die. It was yeah. like so outnumbered. I don't know the number. I don't have my Bible open. But but they, the Bible says they did not know what to do. Mm-hmm. Hello. They did not know what to do. And the Bible goes on. To, they said, we are powerless, and we do not know what to do. But... Our eyes are on you. And that's all they needed to do. Right. And they defeated this massive army. Their eyes were on him. And uh, so in the midst of the word of God, keep your eyes on him. And uh, he will certainly direct your path. So we need to, uh, one first marker is inner peace. Do I have peace about this? And if I don't have peace, how, you know, where can I go to find it? The second one is the Word of God. What does the Word of God say about the decision I'm trying to make? What does the Word of God say about my crisis? What does the Word of God say about my kids or my emotional state or my not knowing what's ahead? What does the Word of God say about it? And the third marker, and I love this one, is wisdom. Mm-hmm. That we know that we know God's will by gaining wisdom. So 
you know, I two ways to gain that. First of all, is through the book of Proverbs. It is the wisdom book. You yeah. know, if you, there's 31 chapters in, in Proverbs. And I would just say, take a chapter a day and read it. And just over and over and over. It is filled with words of wisdom. In fact, uh, Proverbs 13.10 says, wisdom is found in those who take advice. Uh, Proverbs says in 12.15, a stubborn fool only considers his own way, but a person who listens to advice is wise. Uh, so turn to Proverbs. Find wisdom there and seek seek him uh, in that way. You know, um, we need godly objective people, though, to help us oftentimes. We need to turn to people that can give us wise counsel and wise advice. And Kim, do you, I, I, I know I have one, but do you remember a time in your life that you turned to somebody that was walking with God, they weren't emotionally all strapped into your crisis, but they could objectively look at you, objectively look at what's best for you and your boys, or objectively look at the Word of God, and you were able to listen to their wise counsel. Because the Bible says we should listen to wise counsel. Do you right. remember a time when you did that? Well, I mean, like, there's been a hundred times. A hundred. You know, yesterday. Over, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this morning, over the last 25 years. I think the key, it's not always just one person. I think the key is really knowing what does a wise person look like. You may think that you are getting counsel from someone who is really wise, but if that person, if their words and their actions do not line up with the truth of God's word, that is not the kind of wisdom you are looking mm -mm. for. You are looking, I am just, just want to give you like a little punch list of when you think about, okay, I need to get wise counsel, who do you look to? Look for someone who is actively seeking the Lord, someone who is walking with him. It is, it is always helpful for me. I mean, Pam and I, we share similar experiences in that we both have blended families. And, you know, often when we get together on this podcast, we spend 30 minutes and she's, she's counseling me on how to deal with blended families and all the issues that come with that. And I can trust her because I know her character and I know that she walks with the Lord, and I know that she's experienced some of those things as well. And not that a person has to experience it to offer you wise counsel, but sometimes that's helpful in certain mm -hmm. life situations. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I appreciate that, and I it is true that we look for wise counsel. And, um, you know, a time I, I needed wise counsel, I know I'm trying to think back on my single mom. Of course, I need wise counsel today, every day. <laughs> uh but I'm just trying to think back to our listeners and just those brand new single mom days and those brand new days of, of that. You know, I, Kim, I wanted to hire a private investigator. <laughs> I did to go check out my, my former husband. And I just thought it would be, I needed to find out, see where, know this, know that. Yeah. I was going to get to the bottom of this. And I, that's what I was going to do. I didn't have money, but I was going to find it somehow. And my neighbor across the street came over and she said, and I know, I know she walked with the Lord. Uh, I, I didn't know her a whole lot, but I really respected her a lot. And she says, "Pam, don't do that. God will reveal to you what He wants you to know." Yeah. Just don't don't go put yourself in a situation to get more flustered or upset, or you don't need that. God will reveal to you what you need to know. And I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't. So you didn't get a private investigator. I did not. Okay. I did not. No. Well, number yeah, she just I just didn't. I just that I'm so thankful I took her advice on that. Um, so, you know, that, that's just an example I'm thinking of. So we search I, yeah. for wise counsel. We do. And sometimes, uh, ironically, 
the probably the wisest counsel that anyone gave me when I was a new single mother was um, my husband at the time who had left his brother, which is which was weird in itself. But I do remember standing in his office and I was a total mess. And he said, Kim, when a marriage goes bad, your first response is not to try to fix it. Your first response is to submit to the Lord. Wow, that was his brother? Yeah, and it was, um, and I remember thinking, I mean, that has stuck with me Mm -hmm. because that was really wise counsel. You'll know it's wise counsel, not when it tickles your ears, but when it leads you closer to the heart of God. Mm -hmm. When, When taking that advice and doing what that person suggests when that ultimately makes you look more like Jesus, that is wise counsel. Mm-hmm. I did not want to hear that. I wanted to hear him say, what you need to do is go over there and wave your bony little finger and mm-hmm. tell him to get home. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that yeah. would have been, I would have thought that is wise counsel. Yes, I, that's exactly what <laughs> I received that in the name of Jesus. That's what my emotions are telling me to do. <laughs> but yeah, but your, your emotions don't get a vote. No, as they Joyce do not. Myers would say. So, but yeah, I mean, Wise counsel, I, I cannot go far mm. with that. But make sure that it is leading you to the heart of God. Yes. And something that is making you look more like Jesus. Yes, I love that. That's excellent because most of this counsel we want is to to fit my emotional state. Yes. Just to fuel, fuel my, my I want somebody neg- to agree with me so I can act naughty. Yeah, and to fuel my negative emotions. Just go <laughs> ahead. You're my best friend. Go ahead. I will listen and do what you say. But you know what? We've talked about three things in knowing God's will. Inner peace, the Word of God, and um, and finding godly wisdom. That's how you know you're on God's path. But how do you know, how do you know you're not on God's path? And, you know, a um, couple of ways, right? How, how do we know that? Um, you know, I, I think one of the ways we know it is when we're pursuing what we're pursuing is co- contradicting to his word. Yeah. You know, we have talked about that. So, and, we, um, and, and let me say, we all do that. Uh-huh. And I can justify anything I want to do. Mm-hmm. If I want to gossip to you, I can justify it. Uh-huh. If I want to, you know, if, if I want to do something that I know is against God's will, I can justify it and I can find a way to wiggle it into something that sounds it's holy. Holy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed to sit yes. two and a half feet from you and say that, but we're all the same. Oh, we're, girl, we're all the same. <laughs> like, we're all a mess. You know, and here's the thing. We're all, you know, we're if you're listening to this podcast, you know, we're all big one, happy, holy, wonderful mess <laughs> that we're all pursuing Christ. And we will continue to be conformed to his image until the day we see him. You're never going to arrive. I'm never going to arrive. Hopefully, I'm further along now than I was 10 years ago. Some days I wonder. But hopefully... You know, this it's progress you know, God's work in us is progressive and so don't be down on yourself. If you're not where you think you should be, you're right where you need to be. Just trust God because his work is progressive. And so just just um keep on listening to podcasts and seeking people and and giving it over to him. So yeah. one way is you're not pursuing, you know, you're you're contradicting his word. Another way you know you're not on his path is your direction does not require you to depend on God. True. You I, you say, I got this. Mm-hmm. You're not on God's path if you're not needy. And um, uh, I, you know, our motto is and arise every day is what, Kim? If God it doesn't is. come through, right. we'll, we'll fail. We'll fail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just the way it is, people. It's just the way it is. So don't don't look at us thinking we have all the answers. We don't unless Christ gives us the words. And yeah. he does. 
and he gets all the glory. So I'm just saying amen to that. That's good. So Kim, is there anything else in closing? I know we've kind of talked about everything or you've you've kind of filled your your emptied your tank on this or is there any closing words that you might want to say real quick? No, I I just want to reiterate if you're if you are a single mother and you're listening to this and you still say I just don't know. I just don't know what God's will is for me because we've we've talked about it a lot. I just want to say again that he will reveal it to you. You don't have to know the very end of the story. You just have to do the next thing he puts in front of you. I love that. And that's it. And and today it might just be all you have to do is get up and smile at your kids and Pray with them before they go to school or just say, Lord, today, I just want to be in your will. Show me the next right thing in front of me. And you don't have to worry about five years from now. I mean, I I tell moms all the time whenever I'm talking to them and they'll say, I just don't know what to do. And I say, the good news is you don't have to make that decision today. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of decisions you don't have to make today. But God, I do believe that I know that God is faithful to reveal the next thing he wants you to do right in front of you in his time. Yes. Kim, that is the wisest thing that has been said on this whole podcast. I love that. I just want to say a few things before we close here. And that is, I just want to say a few scriptures that have always been a rock for me. And one is Galatians 6, 9. You might want to write it down somewhere. And it says, do not grow weary in doing good for in due season you will reap if you do not give up. Mm-hmm. I love that one. I love Psalm 32, 8. The Lord says, dear single mom, I will instruct you. I will teach you the way you should go. I will advise you as my eyes watch over you. Love that. And then I love Psalm 73. He says, Dear Mom, I will lead you to a glorious destiny. I love that. And so there is hope. There is hope in not knowing what to do. And we have hopefully given you some markers today that will be of peace to you. As always, we want to thank you for listening to the Rise podcast. Uh, we love hearing from you and how our conversations are impacting your life. So leave us a comment or send us an email at info at ariseministries.net. And we'd love it if you could help us reach more single moms with this message of hope by sharing this with others. And you can do that by subscribing to Arise Ministries podcast on iTunes or Spotify, or more importantly, share it on your social media channels. That would be so awesome. We would appreciate that. God bless you. We look forward to sharing our hearts with you again.